to Gig It Up podcast. We're in the same room. Wrap, wrap. Yes. Finally, after about eight months. It's been eight months. Last time it was Janet Jackson's part one and two, and yes. we were in your uh, lovely house, and here we are together in uh, Berlin now. Yes. Yay. And we are also here for the final episode of this season of Gig It Up Gig podcast. Up, Gig It Up podcast. We're in the same room. We can't even say it together. You ready? Gig it up, up podcast. podcast. So We're... professional. Oh my god, nailed it. Uh, Nick, what, how do you feel about this uh, this episode and who we're, who we're doing? Well, I, I'm excited to talk about this episode because also for the first time in Gig It Up podcast history, <laughs> we were in the same room watching the show and we both did a lot of kind of reactions, face reactions, and a lot of telling each other to keep it on ice. Yes, we decided we would... Um, park all of our feelings about it until now when we'll be sharing it with each other and surprising each other with our feelings although Nick did fall off a chair at some point so I do I do know what's coming then <laughs> um, we've got a lot of things to say about to say. <laughs> today's but first let's talk a little bit about we made it through the wilderness Yay. of creating a whole season of a podcast during lockdown, congratulations to you, congratulations to all our listeners, um, and uh, here we are at the final of the season. How do you feel about this journey we've been on? Uh, I feel very, very lucky yeah. uh, to still be here with you and in the same room. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. And wow, have I enjoyed some of these gigs and have I not enjoyed <laughs> some? I haven't enjoyed some of them, but I've yes. enjoyed not enjoying them. A big shout out. Uh, what were your favourites? Oh, well, I think that I loved discovering the Kate Bush mm. uh, first show that she did because that was incredible. Um, I've really enjoyed... Well, BTS was a was a highlight for me <laughs> yeah. because it was a discovery. The revelation, a revelation of K-pop, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. To us, a revelation, not to their literal tens of millions of fans. Yes, oh, so my we God, were, guys. <laughs> we were the... <laughs> we discovered K-pop. <laughs> um, and also, um, I really enjoyed... I actually really enjoyed... Um, the Celine Dion one. I was going to say Celine as well. <laughs> Celine. Which I feel still has yet to be discovered by our audience. She's having a pickup. Um, I'm sure the audience would be delighted to hear that we stalk their interactions with our podcast online. And lots of you are downloading Celine. That's true. Recently. In the last couple of weeks. And we're talking to you in August of 2021. And I don't know what Celine's done recently, but she is having a moment. Suddenly that uh, podcast that we recorded many months ago... Um, is, is having a bit of a resurgence. Yeah, so, so yeah. congratulations to Celine Dion on whatever it is that she's achieved recently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's meant that she's relevant again. I hope she's not ill or something. <laughs> oh, God. You know when uh, you know celebrities die and there's a huge resurgence in their music? Yeah. Slash output. Yeah. She's not dead. I know she's not Someone dead. would have called. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what were your favourites and highlights? Um, so I was going to say Celine Dion yes. and Kate Bush yes. uh, as well. They were my they were my highlights. Yeah, definitely. I love those for two ones. different reasons. Celine was for the format of the documentary, yeah. which I genuinely thought was quite uh, innovative. I've never seen it like that before, and yeah. it was uh, really emotional watching live shows sort of unroll in the backstage. Yes, like, it's during, in the middle of the pandemic, in the of lockdown when the you know when all the, none of those performers could actually be performing, it was incredible to watch that. Yeah, and to also remember. Uh, what that was like 
And my favourite was Kate Bush because, as we all know, she invented music. And <laughs> she invented <laughs> everything. <laughs> and that gig was so good, it made me upset. Yeah, it was incredible. Um, so, really, I feel that in season one, it feels like it's been this journey of a kind of rediscovery of a love of music, of live performance, uh, of so many things. And so it's really been... Um, particularly at a time when we weren't able to actually kind of be in a room with other people and we weren't able to experience live music. Um, I, it really was just a wonderful journey to share with you and to share with the people who were listening. So I've, I've loved that. Oh, thanks, Nick. I've yeah. loved it too. Yeah. I remember uh, during lockdown, you know, obviously everything was shut. And I remember walking in a park in London and seeing some people rehearsing in a greenhouse probably, I guess, secretly. It was yeah. like a string quartet rehearsing in a greenhouse in Brockwell Park in London. And I cried oh. because I hadn't heard any live music for months. And I was just like, this is... Uh, there was just something about it. You know, there is something about live music that is so... It just touches your soul. Well, I scooted... Uh, that's right, I miss scooters now. I scooted over Museum Island in the centre of Berlin late last night. Yes. And there was a man... Playing your least favourite instrument. Saxophone. <laughs> Correct. Um, on a bridge. Oh, God, that would uh, be my worst nightmare. And it was gorgeous. Oh, Nick, no. even you. <laughs> <laughs> Lifetime long sax hater. Oh. oh, he doesn't like sax at all. Uh, it wasn't Baker Street he was playing, was it? No. <laughs> <laughs> there that, is a line. That would be too much. <laughs> so, should we get into this gig? Yes, please. This, this show <laughs> that we watched. Yes. For the season finale Whoop. of season one Ooh. of Gig Up Podcast. Are we heavily implying there's going to be a season two? There is. Yes. And we have uh, some exciting announcements coming up in the future okay. about season two. Yes. That <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even talked about. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at each other like shit. What are they? <laughs> no, season two is definitely happening. Yeah. Uh, the world is opening up um, and we're very excited to continue this. But for season one, the season one finale, we have watched... Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Uh, live in Miami. And this is um, a sort of re... Um, what, what would you call it? Well, so it's it's, it's the, kind of a restaging yeah. of her Las Vegas residency show. Mm-hmm. Um, so it happened in... Um, it happened in Miami. It was during Super Bowl weekend. Uh, so it's February the 1st, 2020. So, so just on the brink of everything shutting. Yeah. So... Uh, really, this was kind of like right on the edge of there being no more concerts. Although in Florida, who knows? Oh, yeah, that's true, actually. Maybe <laughs> was like, fine, keep going. Um, but yeah, so the Super Bowl that that uh, year, I don't know who that was. Who was that that year? Um, I took a guess when we were watching this earlier that it was Shakira and J-Lo, and which, been, which we, we have covered. covered. Yeah, because yeah, we did a series of uh, Super Bowl... Uh, specials so have a listen to those because they are a mixed bag <laughs> not, not, in the, not in the quality of our chat no <laughs> no i mean i mean the podcast is great i'm just talking about <laughs> Coldplay. um but um yeah so uh th- this was happening in miami uh, during the super bowl weekend covid was just about to hit shut everything down um and we find Lady, Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga <laughs> in an interesting place yes. in her career, I think. So tell me your thoughts on Lady Gaga in mm. general. My knowledge of Lady Gaga is minimal. Okay. I uh, am at an age where I was just sort of graduating 
early 20s sort of time mm -hmm. when Lady Gaga was having her big moment. It's just slightly post uh, like Bad Romance okay, and stuff yeah. like that when she was still like a young pop star mm. rather than a reinvented, reinvented, yeah. I'm still here yeah. um, vibes that she's got going on now. Yeah. And so I am emotionally connected because that feels young it's uh -huh. like, to me. So it was a, it was at a, it was kind of a pivotal time in your life. It's the sort of thing that if it, we went out dancing, they'd be playing Lady Gaga. Maybe Poker Face. Maybe playing Maybe Poker Face. Yeah, maybe like a, maybe like a telephone. Okay, yeah. Yes, right. this is the era when you know Beyonce was not Beyonce yet. She was still. Oh yes. You know she was in Telephone with yeah. Lady Gaga. Yeah, Lady yeah, Gaga yeah. was kind of the king of. Yes. That yes. that scene. Yeah. How about you? Well. So, I, I have, I have had quite a sort of long relationship with Lady Gaga in that, uh, that I did see her early on performing. So I saw probably one of her first ever um, stadium gigs. It was the the O2. So it was just really as she was kind of breaking through. And that was on purpose. That was entirely on purpose because I really liked her. Okay. Because this, so this would have been like the fame monster era. Mm -hmm. And like, they, they were bangers. Those were bangers, those early songs. Correct. And she also then, I think, was very, I think the thing that's sort of the genius of Lady Gaga early on was that she was absolutely dedicated, like the, the level of dedication to get where she had been where she was at that point was really evident. Yeah. Um, I think she is, was super talented and um, the show itself was incredible, like really one of the best things I've ever seen, mm -hmm. genuinely, in terms of like a sort of a pop concert. I saw Madonna not that long afterwards, Gaga wiped the floor with her, yeah. right? And not not that I want to obviously violent actor comparison. Don't comparison, but we're going to. Um, so, <laughs> um, um, so that was maybe ten years ago. That was that was probably about ten years ago, and I think that she, you know, the musicianship was incredible. She was inventive. The concert went on for hours, and it just felt really generous because it does. Someone doesn't need to perform for three hours. But it just felt like really that she wanted to give an amazing show. Yeah. She was really vulnerable on stage. It was kind of emotional. Um, the looks were incredible. She had a harpist. You love a harpist. I love a harp. I play you, are, a harp. you are a harpist. You know, but I was, so I was impressed by that. Um, and I was sitting next to Anne Hathaway. <laughs> <laughs> so that also added something to it. <laughs> Did Anne Hathaway enjoy herself? Anne Hathaway uh, was lovely, I have to say. What is people's beef with Anne Hathaway? I don't know. Do not I, like that woman. I don't know because she was really charming and like people noticed that she was there. So I was just like, oh, hi, Anne Hathaway. I didn't even speak to her, to be honest. <laughs> but um, so she, she was like a few seats down. Um, and people then noticed, and it was very interesting, I'd never observed this before, mm -hmm. but like being sort of next to someone who people are just freaking out that they're realising. So you could see suddenly there was like, she's here, and Hathaway's here, my God, it's Hathaway, like kind of rippling. And so actually people came up to talk to her and she was very generous and kind. She even let someone sit on her knee so she could take a photograph with them. I thought <laughs> that she was charming. The only thing that happened... <laughs> Was that me and my friend went to take a selfie of each other. Yeah. And the thing was that we 
uh, selfie of ourselves, like we, with the stage behind. So the so at the front, the camera of, of my phone was pointed at Anne Hathaway, so oh we could no. take a photograph. And she thought that we would take a photograph of her, like really, like uh, in her face. Did she say and anything? She wasn't. She just gave me a look that was like one more step up. A kind of fair enough look. Kind really. of yeah, but however, then I was just a bit like mm, selfie, and she was like. Oh. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, that uh, was also a moment of it. But I honestly, that gig was really phenomenal. I went to say, so I just remember this. I went to see Fleabag live mm-hmm. in a theatre. Yeah. When after it was huge, yeah. we were very excited to see Phoebe Waller-Bridge in real life. And just as she came out for her final bow, everyone yeah. realised that Taylor Swift had been watching, and she was in a box up what? on the top uh, sort of stage yeah. uh, left. And so when uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge stepped up for her <laughs> curtain call. Every single person in the room was staring away <laughs> from the stage. <laughs> going, Swift. <laughs> Wow. The power of celebrity to mm. distract. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it was it was amazing. And I think the musicianship was incredible. There was something about her which was like a, a sort of a charming person who felt like kind of one of the audience. Mm. But obviously mega talented. There wasn't a sense of there being a divide in a way. It was really interesting. And it felt like she wanted to give something to everyone in the room. It was really amazing. Um, and now we're here. Okay. Ten so years later. In that gap in between what you just said well, and what you're about to say, so, I feel like it's a pregnant... Pregnant pause. <laughs> so the thing is, I think the reason why we're finding Gaga at an interesting stage in her career here is that I feel that she had a very, very difficult mid-career stage that went on for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So that so, included Art Pop, I guess? So Art Pop, uh, Born This Way album, I think probably we've just been talking about this, a kind of like misadvised jazz album with oh. Tony What's-His-Face. Tony Bennett. Uh, of which there's just been another one. Oh, stop it. Yeah. No need. Like, I know she wanted to sort of prove herself as a singer and it was a kind of a reset, mm. but equally, um, I just think that it was not very good as a move. And I, and I can remember reading this interesting article that sort of said, you know, Lady Gaga's kind of like her, her career is on a, is on a, on the skids a bit, mm. but it, had she not made that album, she would have been able to pull it back quicker. Yeah. But I also remember seeing a, a show that she did I think it was in the UK. This is probably, I mean, this is probably like six years ago and she broke down on stage and I was watching. What was it about? Was well, so, so I was, uh, I was also reading live tweets by, oh gosh, what's her name? Kat, uh, who write, writes for the Times, who wrote How to Be a Girl. Oh, Catelyn Moran. Catelyn Moran, who I think had interviewed her and had they sort of become friends yeah and she was like tweeting and she was going oh my god i feel so terrible that she's crying this is like what happens when you've been touring relentlessly for six years and you can't stand yourself anymore and you can't stand what you're doing yeah she really seemed like a mess on stage and i think that there was probably like this turning point where everything she'd been doing sort of became really complicated um so i think that she hasn't really she didn't really recover from that period that kind of difficult mid-period for a long time born this way had a mixed reception art pop struggled um even though it didn't actually struggle it sort of just famously didn't do or didn't hit through as well as everything else she did on that sort of perspective things like sure it still sold millions it probably did well in terms of you know commercially but i think people it just people were a bit like what Mm. and there's i know there's been like justice for art pop recently (laughs) like it's been art pop was 10 years ago and it's 
and it's I think it's recently had a kind of like justice for Arts prop it was sort of being rediscovered mm-hmm. but um I think that what we when we find Gaga now it's somebody from when I saw her which was somebody who seemed like ultimately just a very very interesting creative person who had managed to get become incredibly famous through very hard work mm-hmm. who but um, someone who was very talent, interested in being that famous who well. was interested in being that famous but also really kind of cared about the music yeah. and I think that still is the case but um, but I think along the way things got complicated I think I don't know if you've seen her documentary slash hour long Lady Gaga advert on <laughs> Netflix uh, which is called like five foot two like oh. I'm so small um, Lady Gaga but it, she just sort of uh sort of allude to sort of drug like culture in the music industry and the fact that when you get to a certain level of fame they will just give you anything you want and that sort of I don't know I felt it was very heavily implied that there might have been a sort of slightly lost mid-period where she got really really skinny and also she has fibromyalgia which is like a pain disease and she's really in a lot of pain in the Lady Gaga advert on Netflix Um, so that might be something to do with why she was crying and having a hard six years in the middle of her yeah. but when we discover her now at this point in her career you know she's just done A Star Is Born or A Star Is Born has not been out that long a couple of years maybe mm. a year or so she's got another film coming out she's just won an Oscar for one of the songs I think mm. like you know she's had a sort of reinvention of her career as a movie star yeah which was convincing did you see Born This Way? I did not no you mean A Star Is Born A Star Is Born oh, she, she gets born a lot okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, no I did not did you? yes I did um, it's very manipulative mm, yes. I was willing to be manipulated <laughs> at the end Oh, no spoilers. Sorry, spoiler. Um, oh, anyway, I won't spoil, but if you haven't seen it, but um, it is very manipulative. It is quite sort of stock. Yeah. But um, it's, she's very good in it. And I, I was like, yeah, manipulate me. I'm all good with that. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you two hours to manipulate me. Fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, my favourite bit in it is a bit where she sings, She it's like, before the character has kind of been discovered. Yeah. And she sings Le Bion Rose in a drag club. Oh, yeah. And that's my favourite bit. The version of Le Bion Rose is beautiful. She sings it live on the set. It's gorgeous. That's sort of my favourite bit. I mean, the thing you can't argue about with her is... The voice. The voice and the, like, this is like the basic skills, mm-hmm. which uh, on the gig we're about to go into, she's singing live. Whole way the whole way through and there's it, no actual support on the voice at all there's no backing we've singers we've never seen that in the whole no. maybe Kate Bush we've seen it in Kate Bush Kate Bush yeah otherwise uh, and David Bowie yeah oh yeah and I think Celine okay I take it back it's rare with this amount of dancing yeah. apart from Kate Bush yeah who again has yeah. invented music and most other things yeah um, vegetarianism <laughs> fringes <laughs> eyes <laughs> um, she, uh, she you know yeah it's it is incredible the um the stagecraft is amazing yeah. I think. um so we discover lady gaga at this interesting point in her career pre-chromatica as well which is you the, love that album right that album was the sound of the summer 2020 <laughs> 2020 was awful the summer of 2020 was very sad and lonely because we were all in isolation however that album is amazing. I think that was her comeback. That was her comeback album. It was oh. incredible. I did not hear oh, of that summer. So good. 
it really is a great album and I think that it was a shame that she wasn't able to kind of you know it wasn't able to be in clubs and stuff like that mm. and she wasn't able to tour it uh, but it was amazing and I think it still managed to make a real impact which was incredible well thanks for her it gets discovered on TikTok in five years time and oh she... already discovered on TikTok <laughs> no no definitely already discovered on TikTok because there's there's this kind of anyway there's a TikTok thing people okay. know about um, <laughs> and also um, I, like ultimately I like her and I'm on her side despite what we've just seen and having okay <laughs> despite having Despite having seen what we've just seen, which is the hour and 50 minutes of this um, Miami Lady Gaga Las Vegas sort of uh, reboot of her residency. Mm-hmm. And you can watch that along with us on YouTube. Um, so let's get into it. Yeah. So we start with an alien hologram. Oh, who telling us to turn our phones off. Telling us very clearly that we're not allowed to use cameras and phones. It's very much like, I don't know if you ever saw 9 to 5 the musical. No, I did not. <laughs> um, it starts with a hologram of Dolly Parton's yes. face trapped inside a clock. Oh, who goes, Hi, London, <laughs> or wherever. <laughs> I like to sing a little song. And then the hologram of her face sings the opening number of 95. Yeah, which is 95. 95, that's right. Yeah. The hologram sings 9 to 5, Dolly Parton sings 9 to 5 as a hologram. Yes. Amazing. <laughs> Let me tell you, this is one of the only musicals where I have been actively encouraged to buy an entire bottle of wine before the thing starts. They're like one of those uh, deals where you buy two small glasses of white wine and you get the rest of the bottle free. Just drink it. Please drink it now. because <laughs> You're going to love it. Yes. You're going to love the show. Exactly. When I used to do uh, like minor film reviews um, for, like, for a blog my friend run, we get sent to films and the better the snacks and the better the wine before the film, the worse the thing was that we're about to see. <laughs> so, nine to five, not good? I loved it, I think. <laughs> yeah, of course it did. <laughs> Crawled out, loving it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that sounds phenomenal. Uh, okay, it's so hologram. we start with basically a projection of this sort of alien thing that is called Enigma, that tells us not to to use. turn off our phone, not to use our phones. Now, the problem with this fundamentally is that Enigma is going to return many times throughout the concert, mm. and uh, there's going to be a story around Enigma, uh, sort of, and I I sort of think that the first time we we witness this, whatever it is, this, this alien being, um, probably... Like, did you feel connected or disconnected to it by the fact that it tells you to turn off your phone? Well, the, one of the other problems with Enigma <laughs> is it, um, she, they, I mean, it's Lady Gaga. It's Lady Gaga. Uh, the Enigma, uh, Lady Gaga hologram tells us to turn off our phones. Yeah. But the entire event is sponsored by a phone company <laughs> and a lot of the uh, uh, phone company for whom Lady Gaga does a number of adverts during yes. the show and yes. the the shot, there are clearly lots of shots with people filming all the way through on yeah. their phones, which looks very deliberate because it's an advert, it's a big advert for yeah. a phone company, yeah. AT&T. Yeah. Um, so I don't really know what the point of that was. I don't know. At that. all. I, I don't know because also the thing about this creature alien is that it's supposed to be taking us on this journey to another la- to some other realm mm. or something. And uh, if it's telling us at the beginning to turn off our phones, then I think that's Fairly landing it in the here and now. So mm-hmm. I sort of think narratively that doesn't work. Uh, narratively, none of it works. Okay. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, so we go in with this projection and there's a kind of, then there's a sort of soundscape and um, atmosphere. Um, 
And then Lady Gaga kind of like just floats in. Yeah, she. I guess you could call it flies, but it's more sinks um, <laughs> into the stadium. I like she did it at her own Super Bowl yeah. show, um, which people didn't believe actually happened because she dives off the top of the stadium yeah. in the Lady Gaga Super Bowl yeah. short. Um, and there's lots of chat about um, how that wasn't real. But we thought it was real. Um, well, I remember thinking it was real because it was a bit boring. Yes. Um, why would you bother faking something <laughs> <Yes>. that dull? <laughs> and this also is quite boring yes. as an opening. Because, you know, we've watched a lot of openings. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Seen a lot of openings on our time. Yes, we and, have. Uh, <laughs> and I would say... Them on the whole, when it's a pop gig, it sort of there's often you know generally there's a bit of a hype hype opener. You'd love it to be a big open. I opening. love a big opening. <laughs> I love a big hype opening, and uh, this is more of a kind of like there's a moody soundscape, and then sort of Lady Gaga kind of like comes in on on uh, wires and sort of yes. floats in. She, Lady Gaga holding a keytar. Holding a keytar, dressed in a smash mirror. Yes, leotard and. Um, there's no sound from the audience because I think it's just so sort of noticed, underwhelming. Maybe. Have they even noticed? Because it's kind of underwhelming. Yeah. It's a bit like... Eh. And she stares moodily around. Yeah, I think does. it's kind of to create, create an atmosphere. And yeah. a, I know we talk about status quite a lot, but it's like quite a attempt at a high status move to be like, I'm not even going to smile at you. Yeah. I'm not even going to say anything. Yeah. Just me and this keytar are going to sink slowly from the roof. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just going to look moody yeah. on some wires. Mm, and it doesn't, um, maybe live it worked, but it doesn't translate through the screen. It doesn't translate. I actually don't think it would have translated live. And the reason I don't think it would have done, and clearly doesn't because this really doesn't have any impact mm. in the room, is because... Um, she's tiny and she's five foot two. She's very high up, and so what you're looking at is just like a sparkly thing somewhere. It's like looking at a Lady Gaga fly, <laughs> just kind of buzzing around, <laughs> and it's sort of like moving. It just just kind of like goes around. It's all a bit pointless. Yeah. So that I thought was one of the mo- more unsuccessful openings that we've seen in a long time. But she's clearly a fan of herself. Fl- <laughs> <laughs> so the wires and the flying, but yeah, she herself loves the, loves the wires and the flying, mm. and I don't think that that. Lands, but we go in on um, just dance, just dance, which is her first ever single. It was. This was um, like her first big hit, right? Mm-hmm. So she started off. Uh, she went to like music university or whatever it's called in the states, and then she started doing sort of singer songwriter stuff, like songwriting. And then she got dropped by her label, and then she started working with a performance artist and doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. like people think that like, or it feels very much like these artists emerge sort of fully formed yeah. as they are, but they often have like years, years, years of different, trying loads of different stuff, yeah. those different iterations of what they are, like Bowie and Katy Perry, who we did on yeah. uh, one of the Super Bowl things. Loads of them have just spent fucking ages. Years and years and years to get to the point where they have that breakthrough. And I think she was dropped by late, by three labels. But this, fit, I remember when it came out, it felt like... Fresh. Yeah. Yeah, it felt really fresh. And it was fresh. You know, there was nothing like... Her as a pop artist, she's very unique in that way, and it and it really made an impact. Do you think they still? It still sounds fresh. Yeah, okay. I love it. No, yeah, it's a banger. It's it's such a banger. Um, These there were so many. She does have a number of straight up bangers. Yeah, and it took me a while to guess what the finale would be, although it was obviously very obvious when it happened. Yeah, 
I thought, oh, well, is she going to do... Oh, she's done that now. Is she going to end with... Yes, which banger will we end with? (laughs) (laughs) So um, that hologram enigma has said no phones. Cut to all of them holding phones. Everyone's holding up a phone. Um, (laughs) How do you feel about the phone thing? I mean, there's been a picture doing rounds on Twitter at the moment of Live Aid mm-hmm. uh, and people watching Freddie Mercury and yeah. not a single person obviously nobody's holding a fucking phone nobody's holding a phone nobody's got their fax machine out <laughs> <laughs> and it is like it is you, you can't imagine it must have there must have been a way of being a lot more present, present like obviously like I when I started going to gigs people didn't take phones yeah, same. Um, but you know when women started reading in the 1800s, people thought it was going to be too stimulating and that they were going to go mad. So technology, people are always <laughs> scared of new technologies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I... So I, I don't know why people film in a gig, yeah. to be honest, because are you going to watch it back? It must be for your own social media to so prove your social that media you were there. To prove that you were there, which is a dick move. So I, I actually think that people, I, I'm not a, I, like I personally would not hold up my phone and film no, a concert or try and take photos of someone performing live. I just think it is a dick, genuinely a dick move. But equally, if that's how people want to appreciate it, you know, there's no, there's no reason why. Oh, you know. I've been to gigs where people hold up iPads. Yeah, so so dumb. I mean, really, it's. Just be in the be in the moment, but we, you know, we live in a society where we are not encouraged to be in the moment, mm. and we're encouraged to filter everything. And Don't also, think about what's happening now. Yeah, Don't and, think about it. and also we're encouraged to use everything to kind of market ourselves. Mm. And if you, you know, like part of your branding is like you've been to a certain musician, yeah, then that's you're basically going like I was there, but but the actual show is kind of secondary. So I do genuinely still think it's a dick move, but I mean, if that's what you want to do, do it. Yeah. On that note. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just thinking about, I, was like, I do understand that I've been trying to disconnect myself from the the desire or the need to prove that you go to places and that Same. Like, I try not to post, like Same. if I'm here at the moment, I try not to post, like yeah. I'm visiting you because it's really, it's like an addiction. It becomes an addiction. Um, that it's just such a predictable thing to say, which is why I was a little pause there, but I was like, it is real. It is real and we all feel it. Yeah, it is real. And also... You know, I think, I do think that, that Gaga is somewhat, it was interesting in the way that, you know, she did use social media to mm. build her career in lots of ways. And she managed to kind of facilitate a massive fan base through social media. But she has been very critical of it in recent years. I think she referred to social media as the toilet of the internet recently, uh, a few years ago. Well, there are 47 million people on her toilet. Right, exactly. But, you know, and she's still using it. But I think, um, you know, it, it's a different beast to what it was now. And, yeah. and it's everything's so algorithmed that really it's, you know, it's, it's not massively of any use to anyone, I think. But... Yes. But I'll tell you what it is, a great segue into the next song, which Do is it. Telephone. Oh, yes. <laughs> so. Um, so she says something about soccer and then AT&T again. Yeah. And she goes um, from just dancing to telephone. It's Poker Face. Oh, was it Poker Face? Poker Face is the oh, next one. Oh, God, that would have been a good segue. It, it would have been a good segue. It didn't work. But it will be coming up. We can do it again. We can do it again when it when when. Uh... We will. But anyway, so Poker Face, another early career banger. Yeah, great. Um, Which is why I sort of confuse it with Telephone. And the thing is, she's landed by this point, mm-hmm. and um, when she lands, because she it's very sl- like that's when I'm like, oh yeah, this is 
oh there, there we go. Yeah. There's the star quality. Mm-hmm. She lands. It's kind of flawless. It's something. She lands with the dancers. Suddenly, that thing of someone being kind of mirrored by other people. Yeah. The status raises hugely. It's sort of seamless. So that's where I was like, oh yeah, yeah, brilliant. But I don't, you know, like the the, the flying in didn't do anything for me. Mm. Um, and she is absolutely singing live because there is a lot of heavy breathing. I love the heavy breathing. Me too. After every song, they leave her mic up. She, her vocals are really high in the mix, which I also really love. Yes. Um, not hiding. Not at all. No, yeah, no, no really effects on the voice either. Mm. Like it's, it's pretty interesting. I may have mentioned this before, but I went to, went, once went to see Florence Welch uh, recording a uh, BBC um, radio thing, and it was just a small invited audience, mm. and there was a technician on her voice. Really? There was like a whole sound box for her voice. Huh. Right? And I mean, she's great. Yeah. I think she's fabulous. She has got a beautiful voice and amazing, but... Um, yeah, there was like there was. I was watching every all of the tech that was happening, and there was a separate technician for the voice, plus six backing singers. Wow, nothing. I don't think there was a back. There were backing singers with this. No, there really weren't. Yeah, and um, and the voice, as you say, is high in the mix, pretty raw. Yeah, absolutely unprocessed. She's not hitting every single note, no, but I mean, not. she sounds great. She and, does still sound great. And you know, I think the thing is that she is someone who has said that she feels like singers should. Uh, performer should always sing live and I think she it's about the liveness not necessarily the accuracy of it yeah is the feeling I got so I, you know that's where I'm like yes gaga yes yes <laughs> because or indeed yes gaga <laughs> because uh, I think that is where this is someone who is a seasoned performer who is who is willing to sort of sacrifice kind of that um what's the word I'm looking for like uh perfection yeah for the, re- the, the moments. Well, it's this vulnerability thing you were talking about her having, yes. you know, being wi- willing to have on yeah, stage. Because actually, that, um, that, that breathing, you know, it's pretty, it, there's a vulnerability to it. It's mm-hmm. very human. Yeah. Even though she's dressed like a giant disco stick. Yes. <laughs> Just speaking of which, here we go. Yeah, so next we go into Love Game. Well, no, next we go into Heavy Heavy Breathing advert because there's a lot of adverts, um, which is YouTube, but it is also Lady Gaga, which is the other sort of side of her authenticity as an artist she is not afraid to make money and no. uh there's adverts for her makeup line in this yeah for the at&t uh loads of stuff there's some really like upsetting adverts for yeah. cheap credit that happen in yeah, between there is um however's uh, so we've got these early career songs mm-hmm. so it really it feels like a, a re- a retrospective in lots of ways yeah this uh, this this uh, this early section which i think is sort of part of what the las vegas residency was kind of perceived to be was a bit of a retrospective they usually are right yeah they usually are i don't uh, know this one this disco stick one she says she, she wants to take a ride in your disco stick love game is it she does want to take you on a <laughs> no she wants you to take her a ride no she someone's going to go on a ride on the disco stick she wants to take a ride on your disco that's stick it. Nick. that's yours. it <laughs> specifically <laughs> um i think she's got a cold you think she's got a cold? Uh, yes. Are you sure she's not, she's not had some surgery on her face that has changed the breathing in her nose? Maybe, but I think she sounds a bit bunged up. Well, this to me has got very new metal vibes. That's what I've got to say about a uh, disco stick, which is what I'm going to call this. Yeah, so um, this is, a, I guess, a live... It does it, It's more of a pop, electro-pop. The, the, the original song is more of an electro-pop. Right. I think this is like a live reworking. And this is where it's interesting, because I think it 
sound. It doesn't, to me, it sound it makes it sound a bit dated. Really dated. Took me back uh, to Zest nightclub in Ipswich, mm -hmm. circa 2003. Um, right. We used to drive for the only sort of rock night. <laughs> me and my boyfriend Lane, who lives in the car now, and oh. my friend Jenny Harding, who actually listens to this podcast. Right. Hi, Jenny. <laughs> we used to drive there. Um, and wait for them to pay pendulum and then drive home basically <laughs> and I crashed my mum's car once because I was the only one that was able to drive didn't have a car crashed my mum's car and had to just leave hubcap on the kitchen table oh, no. <laughs> so we found in the morning oh anyway, so it's got very 2003 vibes it has it's it, it, like the song is I, I really like the song I think this version of it this kind of live version of it with um, electric with sort of like guitar solos and sort of rock drums I think makes it sound a bit dated yeah but um so then we go into we encounter Enigma oh, no. so Enigma is the character that appeared at the beginning that tells us to turn off our phones suddenly Enigma is a what um I've got some of the script here which let me did you write down the script some of it yeah. oh go ahead go ahead I she she says I am your Enigma oh. Gaga says, you are what? Uh, I am exactly that question. Uh, <laughs> and then Gaga goes to the dance and is like, shut up, girl, shut up. And then Enigma goes, I'm the being that helps you be yourself. Every human has one. We protect the parts of you that feel misunderstood. Oh. Why did you come to me now, Enigma? Well, because I have something to show you. Oh, yeah. What, bitch? I said what? <laughs> the future. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we're <laughs> yes, so. <laughs> uh, tell me what you feel about um, the Enigma hologram. Okay, so, <laughs> hate it. Um, basically, so it is. So the voice is Lady Gaga. Um, it's also like I guess that probably what they did was they made this kind of three D and a character that looks a bit like a kind of alien, and probably they got her in the studio and put those little dots on her. And so I think that probably she also like physicalized yeah. this character. Oh, it's so shit. Though. It's so bad. Oh, it's gonna look so bad in about five minutes uh, as well. Like, the technology. Yeah, the technology doesn't stand up. I mean, they, so born this way testified that Lady Gaga is a very capable actress. Mm. No, not boys, mate. What's it called? Star is born. <laughs> Star is born. There we go. <laughs> the capable actress. This is so clunky and hideous and pantomime. -y. That's the problem with these polymaths. That are like, okay, she can act, yeah. she can sing, she yeah. can dance, she yeah. can write songs. Mm. Maybe she then thinks, I can write narrative sci-fi. Yeah. <laughs> and the answer is no. You can't. You can't. And I think, I think the sort of the thing that we that is happening here is that um, we've got like a sort of, I guess. It feels like a Gaga Carol, a Christmas Gaga. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm going to show you the future. Although, well, that's what I thought at that point. If only it made that much sense. Yeah. Maybe it's a bit like Anne, Annie Through the Looking Glass. I'm not, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Annie Through the Looking <laughs> what's Glass. That, what's the name of that Lewis Carroll book? Oh, my God. Alice. 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 And you do the looking glass, it's just like everybody looking for an orphanage yes. and just a bunch of crying children. <laughs> Little orphan Annie through the looking glass. It's, uh, so I guess it's like a bit Alice in Wonderland is what I was thinking at this stage. Again, it doesn't even make that much sense. Um, horrible. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, it does go on for a while. It so it might be bad, but it is long. It is long. And the other thing that I kind of felt quite, res actually kind of resentful about it is that I remember when I saw Gogo years ago was that the chat was very just not, was just like charming. Yeah. You know, and very natural and very much about like, 
yeah, you know, it was, it was, I remember just being like that being a very sort of endearing, connecting part of it. This is so contrived. I mean, beyond contrived. And I thought it was perhaps because it was for like a Super Bowl and a film thing that maybe she wanted to rein in the chat and have this narrative thing. But then she goes off on one, oh. as Gargoyle later, which we will get to, yeah. where I do worry about her. Right. <laughs> so it's not that she's just trying to clean it up for a yes. Super Bowl audience. It's that she's trying it and it's not working it's not working um so yeah we have this oh god it's so awful and is we're going to encounter this many times and um but band are jamming they sound yes, great it's definitely yes. live um and then the dancers jump out um gargo's had a full costume change mm-hmm. and wig slash hair change mm-hmm. and gargo goes where am i <laughs> miami put your hands up yes, yes. where am i i don't recognize this place miami Put your hands up. <laughs> so yeah, the thing it it feels like there's a barrier because there's this this is kind of imposed narrative that isn't very clear <laughs> at all. It doesn't make any sense really. I guess she knows what she's doing. There's also this bad acting. There's also this general kind of like kind of weird cod aggression mm. that runs through it that is just very strange and it just maybe it took me out of it entirely yeah um, and the aggression actually she hasn't got to that well yeah actually she does keep shouting at the hologram like where am I bitch where am I bitch and then shouting at the dancers and yeah. stuff and it's just and it's very like contrived attitude that I don't really get yeah I did I did wonder about that because when I watched the Lady Gaga advert on Netflix mm. she does she had at some point you know that guy in your hometown that walks around in a top hat and with like a walking <laughs> stick and but doesn't there's always one. There's always one and has sort of has these like the accoutrement of yes. eccentricity. Yes. Um, without any of the actual personality eccentricity yeah. about him. Yeah. And when you watch the Netflix documentary, she's like she's like licorice rollies and a really weird car and just mm, and like mm. and the attitude this like cold aggression that you're talking mm. about and it's like mm, I'm like this sassy bitch yeah. doesn't feel it all feels uh, it feels off it feels yeah. contrived enough um, so I know it, she is like a construct and the Lady Gaga thing is a construct but it yeah. doesn't feel like these two things are meshing together and it's it really doesn't so then we're into Dance in the Dark um, mm. she's being wormed in the air but I mean I don't mean like a dog I mean like the dancers holding her up and they're like worming her body <laughs> She's not, she's taking a quick <laughs> she's taking a quick worming pill. <laughs> yeah, so she's being sort of manipulated by the dancers in the air, which I get, she's singing, impressive, very impressive. Um, Dance in the dark, a good song, great song. Um, but I really, very, sorry, I like well, just really live with that. Whatever this story is, and the OTT acting. Oh yeah, because we then go back again. She, oh my god, what this? What is this place? What is this place? It's a simulation of the future. Only in the simulation will you be able to solve the mystery of yourself. Oh. And then Gaga says, "I have been wondering about myself recently." I mean, it's all very solipsistic, this whole thing, being like, I've got to discover who I am. Yeah. Oh, God, what? I... All of us have to watch you do that. <laughs> yes. yes, I think that she could just discover that on her own. Mm. And then she's angry because Enigma steals a bit of her soul. And okay. then she's suddenly in the future. And in the future, there are many statues of herself everywhere. Yeah. And she's like, is this a statue of me? And people are like, yes. Yeah. And then someone in the audience goes, you look amazing! <laughs> <laughs> and then... She starts claiming 
that she's still wearing fishnets and she's been doing that for a long time and that she's been wearing leather jackets for a long time too and she says I was rocking it on stage before it was cool and I'm like were you pretty sure like Elvis Elvis might other people have worn leather jackets before on stage before it was cool I don't understand what that was uh and then she says, her friends haven't changed, though, and that we sleep on someone's couch and we work three jobs. And then it's sent to telephone. Yeah. And so the, the thing about the fishnets reminded me of something that um, was another reason why I sort of loved her early on was that there was an article where she was interviewed by Katna Moran mm-hmm. in the Times. And this is probably going back 10 years ago. And it was in Berlin, where we are now. And... Um, uh, I think Gaga did a concert. I think her and Kelly Moran kind of bonded over the course of the evening, mm-hmm. and Gaga decided to go to Lab, which is a club. It's a, a club for gentlemen who are like gentlemen, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> and it's also a place where those gentlemen might meet and exchange. <laughs> it's not going to help if you mime it. <laughs> just trying to think how to not get demonetized or whatever. Um, gentlemen um, who love gentlemen very much. <laughs> and they want to express much, their love with each might other. Might remove their clothing mm, yes. and might then yes. enjoy an evening together. Of course. And um, so, as I understand it, uh, Lady Gaga is one of the few uh women who've been who've entered that space mm-hmm. who've been in that space um and in the article which is kind of glorious it's about it sort of says how she goes into this club which i may or may not have been in <laughs> um, and may or may not be kind of insane yeah um and um uh she sort of sits on the bar drinking people come up and chat with her it says in the article that she's basically like everyone in the club comes and chats to her and she's like amazing with everyone mm. and um it, and it's just this kind of really beautiful image that's kind of stayed with me i don't re- I, like i don't necessarily recognize this person in that you know what i mean right. that feels like someone who was like come out of the club scene loves dance music loves her gaze yeah it's like i'm gonna go to this cl- this gay sex club in berlin and i'm going to go in there and whatever happens happens and it will be good. I mean, it sounds it does. There was a lot of crossover there because what did she think was going to happen if she goes in as any, one of the only women that's been into this club yeah. as a very famous like yeah. gay icon? What's going to happen is everyone's going to go, "Oh my god, you're the center of the attention yeah. forever!" Yeah, and all of it will be about her. I'm fine. I'm fine with that. Yeah, but like, um, it just seems a bit more real. It just seems a bit more real, or it just seems a bit more like where she ca- was, where she'd come from, mm. than, where, than this, like, weird... Than the Enigma thing. hologram. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're into telephone. Yes. Um, which was, again, like I said uh, earlier, when it wasn't telephone, <laughs> made with Beyonce. <laughs> Cracking tune. Oh, it's a banger, another banger. Um, I think she pulls it back here. Uh, people are singing along. Um, young people are singing along. Yeah. This is like a 10-year-old pop song. And people normally sort of yeah. cringe at something like recently in the past. Yeah. So yeah. she has managed to hold she's on. She's managed to hold on to it. I think she's kind of, she's a very committed dancer. There's dance tunes in it. But she's kind of quite a clunky dancer. Yeah, it's I love it. Like, but I love it. Yeah. And that, yeah, so so um, I always think that she's been someone who sort of threw herself into whatever she was doing and always committed to it. Yeah. 
Um, and I think the voice sounds amazing here. I think the voice kind of has improved through the concert, actually. Yeah. I think it was a bit shaky at the start. Oh, yeah. Right? And now it's like, bang on. And she sounds great. And now... Oh! There's a nice little pause in the dark where people scream and she holds sort of tension. I'm like, mm. oh, this will be nice. Maybe yeah. a little costume change. Maybe lights chat. up, a little chat. Mm. Maybe like a little soft number. Mm. Wah, wah. The lights come up and her dancer is... One of her dancers, or all of her dancers, are mm. flipping her their middle finger, the bird. And then she criticises the male dancer's makeup, then says, actually, it's my makeup line. So it's great. So it's great. And then she sucks off his finger. Doesn't make any sense. And then she says to everyone, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, you probably got dragged here tonight. Maybe you work for at and <laughs> Maybe you didn't want to be here. Maybe you didn't want to be here. Maybe and you think I'm weird. And she's like, maybe, she's like, I've heard every criticism, which is fair. She probably, probably has, has heard every criticism, but it's a very sudden flip. It I've doesn't heard, make any sense. I've heard all Again, criticism. Again, super contrived. And she goes, you can all go fuck yourselves. And I've written, I'm worried about her. Yes. I did feel that this felt like something of a breakdown. And I'm sure she has been massively, you know, she's probably had to come up against the most awful misogyny, like homophobia, so her support for LGBT people, she's had to come up against that. Yeah. Like, I'm sure she's had to come up against a lot of stuff. What I don't understand about this mo- moment is why it could have been an opportunity to talk about that in a, in a way that actually meant something, as opposed to this weird, contrived, like, hey, everyone, why don't you all flip me off? Go on, tell me you hate me. It's fine. I'll take. I don't understand. I didn't I, understand it because the whole thing is so constructed with this yeah. fucking enigma hologram that she's yeah. clearly spent a lot of time making. Yeah. Why would you then have something that feels a little bit off the cuff? Yeah. And yet it's so non-specific. Yeah. If if something had happened recently, yeah. And she said there was a criticism of my music saying it was shallow and that I mean nothing. I'm not yeah. talented. But look how hard I'm working. Look yeah. what this means to me. That would have been... Yeah. And also, and then she went, but fuck you. Fuck you all. <laughs> fuck you all. Audience, who I, lo- who, who later, who I love. Who I love, by the way. Like, later there's, like, a lot of, like, oh, I love you so much. It does, it really feels like a weird mo- moment of stepping out of kind of everything to not prove anything. But it lasts a long time. A long time. And she then goes on to say, um, if th- they say if therapy works, it hurts. But I hope you feel better. And it's, but it's okay, it's fine, just as long as you then cheer for me and then go straight into applause. <laughs> none of it, none of that makes it, it's so awful. I don't know who scripted this. Was it her? Oh, yeah. Was it somebody else? Like, it's just, none of it works. Like, literally, there isn't a second of the, of the kind of scripted stuff that I'm, yeah. I'm just, like, on board with. We don't have any of the information here because uh, for the first time ever, we haven't done research, we've just mm. watched it and then immediately mm. sat down and mm. expected through it. So yeah. there, there'll be extra information on this that... Apologies, we don't have yes. who the director was, was, who the script makes, editor was. It's bad. It's not okay. Like it's just, I think if I was gonna if I was gonna see Lady Gaga again, I would absolutely not want to see the show because uh, because it, it I sort of felt like I if there were moments I enjoyed the music, it was despite it was kind of despite this. Yeah. You know? But applause, however, I think is a banger. Yeah, she lives away. They scream for her. And she does. Applause, applause, applause. applause. The thing about this tune as well is that it kind of didn't really hit at home, I think, when it was uh, released. Mm. Which I think it was the art pop album, could have been born this way. But anyway, um, didn't really hit at home. But I think this is a song that kind of, sometimes when I DJ, oh. um, I play this song and people go wild for it. It's an absolute tune. It's a tune. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, it's nice to see her dancing again, loving mm-hmm. her, loving the dancers. There's something, again... 
like the lead in, I don't need to like dwell on this, but it did last a while. The sort of like a bit generic in the American sassiness that she's given. It's so it's generic. Like, the kind of like, yeah, it's it's this sort like of you bitch. Ah, oh, you're know. a bitch. Mm. Ah. It really is horribly contrived. It's sort of just trashy, uh, you know. And it's also like we've seen quite a few bit of this, like Madonna in her show. You know, there was sort of like fake fighting, but yeah. it was kind of like goofy and funny and sort of like a bit cartoony. Yeah, this is all a bit like, hey girl, don't you flip me off? But later, Madonna uh, gets a bit more aggressive. There's so much Madonna influence in this as well. There are so many moments that reminded me of. A number of Madonna gigs we've watched, uh, including uh, our very first ever episode yeah, and some of the Super Bowl stuff. Um, and she does not like Lady Gaga, does she? I think she's. I think they sort of. I think they made their piece. Oh yeah. But um, I'm going to do. We'll, we'll wait till we get to Born This Way okay. and talk about that yeah. because um, there was a brilliant Madonna quote on that. But um, so. Or is next. Yes. Well, there's a bit more enigma. <sighs> oh yes, the take. Oh, paparazzi, because she's like, Come, take cover, run to the safety sphere. That's another thing that she's invented. Mm-hmm. The paparazzi will capture you. Go, 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 go. Run, go, go. And so run, go, go. Run, go, go. Go, run, go, go. <laughs> so go, go, goes, go. And, and, and then paparazzi. Um, so, paparazzi. Tune. Absolutely. Another tune. Again, Absolute another. Banger. Another Amazing. Doesn't need to be part of a stupid story that means nothing. Yeah. It's a great song. Does not need to be messed with. Love this song. In fact, I used to play the song in my cabaret act when I used to dress as a fawn and play the harp. <laughs> I wish I'd seen that. <laughs> um, so, classic. Um, quite a nice staging here. The dancers have lights in their gloves. Uh, that, that, you know, mm. has, has a certain impact. Yeah. No? Yeah. <laughs> Looking at the face, the face is saying no. <laughs> no, no, I did. I did. Um, I, lo- I mean, the song is great. I love the song. Great song. So then we go back into Enigma, uh, who tells us only you can save yourself. Oh, God, it's so boring, isn't uh, it? It's so boring, like, I'm, I'm done with the love yourself shit. Oh. I'm done with the find yourself. Mm. I think people need to dislike themselves a bit more. <laughs> I think it gives you perspective on other people's behaviour. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm over that. Yes. So then uh, we have another song, Aura. It's kind uh, of rockier. Kind of rockier. Um, good, really, I think, great song. Nice dancing. Good. Enigma. <laughs> What's that just do there? Just trying to rattle through. <laughs> um, then we get to uh, a bit more Enigma. He tells yeah. Gaga to go to a place of healing. Yes, and um, <laughs> the healing place, she has to deal with a lot of heartbreak. So we've had like, oh no, so we then have The Edge. Edge of Glory. Where she's in a new outfit, sort of black lace, her hair is shorter and then we've got these lovely boys in the corsets that are in a very sort of uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show school of sexy. It's a bit Rocky Horror but you know it's kind of queer sort of yeah it's kind of queer sexy it again not to um, find that comparison but um, it did you know I was a bit like it it was giving me a little bit like Madonna Blonde Ambition very much um, on the bed with the yes uh, like a virgin um, but that was better yes and also, this, she then does Alejandra as well, which does a little accent, and you said, skip it! <laughs> <laughs> so in a healing place, she has to deal with a lot of heartbreak, including dealing with all her Alejandros. Uh, clunky segue into Alejandro. Um, not my favourite. But then she does come back with what is my favourite outfit of mm-hmm. the gig, which is a sort of glittery travel pillow. 
with a net curtain <laughs> from the net, neck down, which I think we discussed as both sexy and practical. <laughs> so practical, because you could just get on the plane and have a snooze. Yes. In that outfit, <laughs> and you'd have a nice snood. And you'd still look gorgeous. It'd look great. Which she does. She does look amazing. Um... Uh, and then there's a little bit of like a dance routine to, to immediately take this outfit <laughs> off, yeah. which is a little bit on the nose, sexual assaulty from her dancers. Yeah, like she's, she's kind of like stripped off. Yeah, um, but let's not get into that. So um, then she reads a letter from a fan called Kimberly. Oh god, this is awful. Oh no. So Kimberly's she, had a bad time. Okay, Kimberly says, "You saved my life. You're amazing. Thank you." You're an undeniably... This is Gaga reading this about herself. Yeah. You're an undeniably multi-talented superstar. I feel blessed to be on the earth at the same time as you. Mm-hmm. And thanks her for sh- shining light on mental health issues, which is absolutely fair True. enough. And then she gets Kimberly up on stage. Yeah. And she says, she says, oh, Kimberly, she's a pretty girl in the white crop top. That yeah. must mean a lot to get yeah. dragged up, although it does look faked. Um, yeah, I'm sure Kimberly was planted. Heavily faked because Kimberly's quite near the front. And, and <laughs> I can't remember how Gaga suddenly has a letter in her hand. Yeah. So, um, but she's raising money throughout this gig as well um, for her Born This Way charity, which she says she does a bunch of stuff, including like putting mental health health aid, mental health like what's it called, first aid into schools, and sort of um, helping like queer kids and stuff like that. So it's you know. Good for her. Yes. In a way. No, I mean, in in, in an actual way, and also just shut it down, because this is so cringy. It's cringy. And um, just um, the the worship of someone... I just don't know how she reads this letter about herself with a straight face. Yeah, it's difficult. Again, it's that thing of... I think... I feel like when I've seen interactions with Lady Gaga and her fans in the past, going going further back again it felt more authentic and real and about a kind of connection mm. and whatever she had got you know whether or not she was kind of just manipulating the, the situation to kind of sell records or whatever i don't know but there was a real sense of a connection there in this it feels massively contrived again um it sort of just feels like it's been set up it feels like it's there to show the non-gaga audience who's watching mm-hmm. what gaga means to mm-hmm. the people in her own like closed concerts, where yes. you're there specifically to see her, I don't think it would be like this. I don't think it would either. But she's not nailing it for me. She's it not, makes it's not. She's not nailing it. Well, then she then she then does close. the song which she nails. Yeah. So a million reasons we go into at the piano. I mean, she's a she's. A, I do think she's a genuinely brilliant musician. Mm. The voice sounds amazing. It's showcasing the voice more because she's sitting down, so it's not so so distracted with the, the dancing. Um, I think it sounds great. Yeah, and if you want to watch the again the the Lady Gaga advert on Netflix, she sort of in quotation marks writes this. You yeah. see her writing this yeah. in the process of this song coming out, which is it's nice to see it as a finished product on stage. Yeah, and I think here she's a bit she seems a bit more off script at certain points, and that feels a lot more natural. <laughs> My favorite bit is when she looks so she's seated Kimberly next to her on the piano stool, and she looks to Kimberly. Uh, expecting Kimberly to be looking orderingly at her and Kimberly sort of drifting off and staring at the audience and Lady Gaga does not look happy that, that Kimberly isn't sat there staring directly into her face. Um, I think she's, an, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's a beautiful rendition of the song. I think she's a great sort of musical storyteller. Kimberly disappears and... Um, she does disappear, doesn't she? Just she just sort of disappears and we go into You and I. Which is another sort of piano-y one. Yeah, and she's now, after she's told everyone that they can tell her to fuck off, she says um, that we've been together, as in we, mm. as in me and my fans, for over ten years, and she's so fucking grateful. And, mm. uh, you know, and then, uh, then Enigma comes back. 
and they're, they're sort of spinning around and there's some sort of crisis happening, although it's really not clear what the fuck is happening, narratively speaking, really in the makes, future hologram universe. It doesn't make any sense. What is the simulation? Why are they in the future? Why have they come out of the future? Why are they in a healing place where... Uh, none of it makes sense. No. But thank God, here she comes in a gold outfit for the next track. And um, it's great in the gold outfit. It's a bit more fashion, a bit less pento. Yes. Um, this is very Madonna at the Super Bowl for me when she comes out in the on the gold mm-hmm. uh, yeah. sort of Egyptian throne but yeah. like a lo-fi version yes. <laughs> uh, me and Louise uh, the other half of Shit Theatre did a version of this song oh yeah about Lady Gaga's meat dress oh yeah and it was called Meat Free Meat Dress <laughs> and the bridge went quorn quorn fake and rashes tofu fake and rashes all the flavour fake and rashes without the texture that was a virally um, <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So this is bad romance, obviously, as you got romance. from that. <laughs> <laughs> you got into bad romance. That was it. <laughs> Which again, banger. Yeah, banger, like nice thriller think... inspired choreography. It's nice little references yeah, in the midst of it. Bad romance, amazing song, a bit of a cultural reset, mm-hmm. change the game, amazing. Great. And no, the hologram's back. Wow. I think we're concluding the hologram narrative Thank here. God. And instead of showing Gaga herself, it mm-hmm. appears that she has been moved. The hologram herself has been moved by Gaga yes. and has learned to cry. Has learned, the hologram has learned to cry. And Lady Gaga says something like, um, when you took a bit of my soul and put it into your brain, you must have become more human. I'm so sorry. Yeah, and then the hologram goes, but we don't have feelings. We just file information. <laughs> and then she cries and then says to Gaga, it's time for you to go back to Earth. And tell everyone what you have seen. What have you seen? What have any of us seen? And to that, Nick falls off his chair. <laughs> no, the moment that I fell off my oh, chair. No, yeah, it's coming up. Oh no! Because then uh. Gaga says, "No, wait, I'm not going. I'm going to perform for I you. I want to perform for you one more time." And Enigma goes, "I'm so excited. Maybe we were both." Born this way, which is the point I fell off my chair. Nick falls off his chair. We cut straight to an advert for easy credit (laughs) and And lose the last bit of respect we had. (laughs) Which, again, not her fault, that is YouTube. Yeah. But, um. uh, So it's born this way. This is a a sort of finale. Well, B finale. It's the born this way finale. Um, So talk to me about Madonna and Born This Way. So. The interesting thing about this song was that I kind of liked this song when it came out. Again, must be 10 years ago now. Yeah, kind of close to it, yeah. Um, so I think that Madonna and Lady Gaga are actually very different performers mm-hmm. and artists. And, you know, there has been a lot of comparison over the year, which over the years, which we, I think, have just been guilty of throughout <laughs> the show. So I apologise to any Lady Gaga fans about that for, um, for doing that as well. But um, uh, at the time, there was a comparison to Express Yourself. Mm-hmm. It's actually very different songs. Yeah. Like, uh, th- there's just a bit of a kind of similarity so um, Madonna at the time said, you know, oh, this is a rip off of my song, um, et cetera, et cetera. And then in, in a interview was asked what she thought of the song and, and the kind of sentiment of it, the message of it. And Madonna goes, I think it's reductive. <gasps> and the interviewer goes, is that a good thing? And Madonna goes, look it up. 
is kind of was always basic and now it's kind of skirting towards the problematic but you can it's clear from the audience that the sentiment is for a lot of people meaningful meaningful and also i think is what was was genuinely offered you know what i mean it wasn't yeah. you know like it, I yeah think that, i think the if it's a bit naive it's just because it probably came from a place of like wanting to kind of support people and also from like the age of them well what we're allowed to see of the crowd majority yeah. of them seem to be in their 20s which means yeah. they would have been tween ages young yeah. people when this came out and so the simplicity of the sentiment yeah. would be perfect for that level of especially if you're a exactly. queer kid or a weird kid exactly would work absolutely and i think that's i feel like that who she was who she was messaging very directly with yeah. the song so if it if it's not for you know me or was, you know or, or i'm somebody who doesn't really necessarily need to hear that at that stage of my life or this stage of my life i think you know at the time there actually was kind of a war on queer kids and there were a lot of suicides mm -hmm. happening and i think that um she was deeply affected by that i remember her being deeply affected by it and i think that that was really who she was speaking to so you know it, i sort of think it, it has hasn't aged well but i think it was kind of given meaningfully yeah it's a great finale. It's a great finale. Woo! Let's have all the confetti cannons in the world and some rainbow lights and everyone in gold. And yeah. she sort of, uh, she like goes into the sort of central bit and just sort of dances. And yes. it's kind of joyous. Yes. Um, so it is, yeah, it's, it's a, a beautiful, it is a great kind of closer, I think. Um, there's a lot of ticker tape. And then there's a, she sort of just kind of goes off stage. It's a 10 minutes. Yeah. Wait. It was it ten minutes? Almost ten minutes, yeah. There's, yeah, there's just silence and this sort of um, piano, kind of like aug augmented piano, kind of rises from the stage mm. and just sort of sits there for ten minutes. <laughs> there's searchlights around the audience, so we know that something else is there's coming. Obviously, something's coming, but there's also silence oh, for a while. For a long time, like what? Generally, in the lead up to kind of an encore, people are like cheering and like, mm. "Come on back." <laughs> um, the sense is that everyone's like. It doesn't feel like it makes an impact because yeah. it's silent. And then she sort of sneaks out. We have a the camera's on a guitarist who's playing a bit of shallow, a mm -hmm. uh, nice bit of guitar, mm -hmm. and then she just sort of pops out, yeah, wearing her own merch, yeah, a t-shirt with a sort of lightning bolt, um, I guess Bowie reference, Aladdin Sane Lady Gaga t-shirt, yeah, pops out, says, "Oh, you didn't expect me, did you?" To her guitarist. <laughs> He probably did. Yes, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, she was going to come out. Mm. Um, so she pops out, and again, she says that people said that she was shallow. I feel she's on the defensive again. Yeah, which a... is probably again true, because people yeah. do tend to dismiss pop artists and pop stars. Oh, there has been direct uh, sort of reviews of her from uh, sort of music journalists calling her... Her work shallow. Yeah, that's a specific reference to one one particular quote. Oh right, yeah. Um, Which I actually don't think it ever was. To yeah, be honest, I, I think that uh, I think 
I think I I, th- I always felt like she brought a lot of soul to what she was doing. I don't think it necessarily was shallow or has been shallow. But the problem, not the problem with Gaga, is the sort of the contradictory thing of Gaga being a money making machine and not yeah. scared to scared to brand herself. Yeah. But I mean, for example, Telephone, yeah. the video won the award for the most product placements in a right. music video ever, <laughs> uh, and there is a lot of talk about the sort of borrowing from yeah. club culture or queer culture or different icons and not referencing them and yeah. then like that compared with what seems to be a, a genuine artistic mm. sort of uh, impulse she has mm. and just make people not knowing and going I don't know so I'm just going to decide that I know right rather than it be a grey area yeah and they either come down and say she's a genius she's an icon or they go she's shallow yeah and she's nothing yeah um, and so she then launches in, having complained about being called shallow. Uh, and she goes, there's nothing shallow about this, shows the audience, and then goes, thank you, AT&T, for bringing us together. <laughs> and, then, and then we're into the Oscar-winning song, yeah. Shallow, from um, the slightly manipulative film, A Star Is Born. Yeah. And then... She, I mean, gorgeous. Her voice sounds great. This Amazing. is a real evolution of her. Like she, I think she said that from from born this way onwards, the record that was when she was really sort of pushing her voice and stretching it to where mm-hmm. it can go. And this mm-hmm. is it sounds great. Yeah, it sounds amazing. It's a huge song. Finishes it uh-huh. lovely, and then she's just playing a low chord over and over again. Yeah, looks sulky like she did. Really, mo- like really <laughs> angry into the <laughs> audience. And she says, "When you leave." Don't you dare leave loving me more. Uh-huh. Leave loving yourself more. And then just stares into the audience for a long time <laughs> in a pointed manner. And then she's off. And then she's like, and then she wants to show us something and then she shows us her band and says oh, yeah, she shows the band. that we live for our craft and we mm-hmm. practice every day and she lets them say their first names only. <laughs> <laughs> but and like you said, I do believe that she works every day. Yeah, I think she's an incredibly hard worker. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, to get, you know, there's that very famous, I don't know if you've seen it, this very famous interview where someone says to her, oh, you made your first album in peace. What about making your second album? And she goes, it wasn't made in peace. And then she goes, I go to the club, I get on a plane, I get on another club, then I go to another club, then on the bus, another club, sleep, club, bus. Cl-. And it's <laughs> just a brilliant thing. But it, but also I think that probably, that was her life. And, and when she had her kind of difficult mid-period, which also involved... Um, uh, Marina Abramovich. Oh, what? Do you remember it? that? No. Yeah, so she had I mean, this. Marina Abramovich, the performance artist. Ma- Marina Abramovich, the performance artist. Um, sort of, her and Gaga kind of got had this kind of weird, like basically, she became a mentor for Lady Gaga, huh. and um, there's a very strange video of Lady Gaga like in Marina Abramovich's kind of ha- million dollar house yeah. in the, the Hamptons, um, but like naked like holding onto a massive crystal uh, or naked like with a with blindfold on like like navigating through the thing and it was this kind of both this sort of like I'm destroyed I'm trying to rebuild myself but yet I'm going to film it mm. and also I'm naked you know so of course it kind of so it's gonna it was blow up it, so of course it's going to blow up so it was kind of um it was kind of a quite a contradictory thing in many ways but uh during, just, yeah, yeah during that I think you know, during that difficult middle period, what was I saying at the beginning of that? Before we were talking about Marina tangent. Well, I just remember, like, it's yeah. sort of like the apex of that moment feels like 
because she started off doing performance, not started off, but at some yeah. point was doing performance with yeah. Lady Starstruck and did like, mm. I think one of her big first gigs was a performance art band uh-huh. at Lollapalooza in like 2007. Yes. yes. So having, and then her desire for fame sort of ending up at the zenith of her being, making performance art, but with the most famous yes. sort of um, yeah. performance, female performance artist probably of all time, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I can't remember what you're saying. I can't remember. <laughs> something about she the, works hard. She works, oh yeah, she works very hard. And it was in the interview and she's going club, 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 club. yeah. So I think that, you know, part of that typical middle period was that she was just exhausted and broken from touring all the time. And, um, you know, hopefully that's sort of, uh, yeah, I I mean, hopefully that's being managed more. But um, uh, so we've reached the end of the show. Yes, we have. I've really enjoyed that. I've really enjoyed watching that. What are your overarching thoughts? Oh, God, it could have been great. It could have been great. And all of, I would say majority of the songs... Were bangers. Bangers. Still bangers. Still bangers. She, she can perform them brilliantly. Love watching her dance. Ah. Love the outfits. And ah. apologies that we don't know who the costume designer mm-hmm. was for this, but I'm sure you can find it out. She looks great. She sounds great. Uh, just, are you okay? Number one. <laughs> Number two, uh, you or your scriptwriter cannot write oh. narrative sci fi fiction. It doesn't make any sense. Don't do it. You don't, don't do it. Don't do it, it. it wasn't necessary. You didn't need it. Yeah. I think she can chat with an audience and be really charming. I'd love natural. to have seen that. I, 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 was, I sort of missed that in it. And I just think every, all, all that stuff got in the way. <laughs> there, there was no need. But I can't wait to see what she does next. Yeah. Well, that was um, just before COVID hit. And I wonder, do you think that um, you know, that was the end of those big stadium gigs? Do you think we'll see those come back? Absolutely. I hope so. I mean, for us as people who play slightly smaller rooms, and yeah. we've talked about this before, uh, it meant that artists, smaller artists, got access to playing stadium gigs because people had to uh, socially distance the stadiums. So, yeah. so people that normally played, for example, for us, 100, 200 seater rooms, we were then allowed to play yeah. the seven, 800 seater rooms, but only with 200 people in there. Did you do that? Yeah, yeah. And how was that? Great. Lovely, oh. because then you then have the tech and the, and the full space and, the, full space and yeah. like the help and yeah. the, uh, you know, even the fucking stage yes. space yeah. of a theatre of that size. Yeah. So there'll be artists, like, less famous than Lady Gaga, who get to then play yeah. the stadium gigs. I'm guessing that's what's happening. Yeah, I, I would think so, yeah. Um, but yeah, they'll be back. They need yeah. to make money, like, we were talking about this earlier, like, you can't make money from selling records anymore, really. No. They make their money from touring. Touring and merch. Mm, touring and, and merch. And AT&T ads. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you miss about gigs? What do I miss about gigs? Oh, God. All of it? All of it? No, not the crowd, gross. (laughs) (laughs) No, not the crowd. No. Um, uh, The the live music is what I miss. Yeah, it's the the liveness. Yeah. People singing, playing live Mm -hmm. um, will never be replaced, will it? Absolutely Ever. not. There's no, there's no um, technology that will, um, you know how, like, oh, the cinema will threaten home TV. There's nothing that will ever threaten live music. Cause you Would you go and it. see one of those, you know, it's like Michael Jackson as a hologram? 100%. Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah I would see Tupac as a hologram. Oh. Big time, wouldn't you? I'm not sure. Not every day. <laughs> I'm not sure I would. <laughs> 
Uh, is there anything you don't miss about gigs? Uh, yeah, men groping me. Oh, oh that's a problem. Oh. Not me specifically. <laughs> <laughs> but you do. Uh, from my experience, women, unless you're in a specific venue, like there yeah. are. Mute, mute, for example, we play Norwich Arts Centre, and they have a really strict mm. uh, policy and stuff on the walls mm. about it. But like, mm. it is quite uh, a, machine. A, a bit of a problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. how it has been? Yeah, from my experience. Mm. How about you? Tell me, what do you miss about live, uh, live um, gigs? I mean, I yeah, it's the liveness, it's the energy. See, I think it, that that's kind of mixed with what I do miss and what I don't miss is that I kind of love the feeling of being in a room with a massive crowd of people mm. who just don't like being in a room with a massive crowd of people. <laughs> so, so, uh, so, well, you're an enigma. I'm an I'm an enigma. Do I need to find myself in the simulation? <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> I think that. Uh, yeah, so I, I miss that sort of that sense of when there is a crowd of people who are kind of like or in unison loving mm. something, loving a song, loving a moment. I think that is incredible. Um, yeah, so thanks so much for coming on this journey with me and with us all. Maybe we were just born this way. <laughs> <laughs> That's a season one wrap up. Oh, hey. Kick it up podcast. We had did a whole season of uh, podcasts during the pandemic. Yeah. We made it happen. It came from a place of a love of live music, from of, of missing live music, and sort of wanting to explore that, the craft of live music and the craft of these gigs. And um, I just, I feel for me, it's been this incredible journey of discovery. Yeah. And I'm glad that we've gone on that. And so the, the announcement we'd like to make about season two is that there will be a season two. That's what we're planning. Um, we just don't know what is going to be in it yet. So if you have ideas... We have a list, um, but we're very excited to add to the list. Yeah, please let us know uh, gigs that you feel would be um, good to include or good to look at. Um and, um, you know, what we also want to do is sort of come back a little bit stronger. We would love to do live shows ourselves. Yeah. Which is a thing, apparently. Yeah, people. <laughs> Go and watch live oh, podcast recordings. Yeah, I saw an advert. I told you about oh. this. There's um, a straight married couple that do a podcast where they talk about how shit it is being married. And they were playing Wembley Arena. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, I'm there. I want to hear about straight people talking about how mad it is being a straight person. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> Um, anywho, uh, so please help us in our aims and, and uh, like things that we do. <laughs> yeah, so we're at Gigi Podcast on Instagram and on Facebook. Facebook. And Apple Podcast apparently is the one to go and like and leave a comment and leave a review. So um, give us a little five stars, please, and tell us what you think. And in that review, please do tell us what you'd like us to um, look at in the next season. And we will see you then. We look forward to it. This has been amazing. I'm so I'm so genuinely proud of uh, the fact that we managed to do this, and also that we have had people listening. Throughout. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening because um, that has kind of given us the uh, energy to carry on through the fact that we were sort of apart and that it, you know we haven't been able to record together, and there's been all sorts of things around that. So you know this has sort of come out of a very difficult time in everyone's lives, but it's been a genuine joy and a pleasure for for me. Me too. And I hope that for people listening too. So um, sending you huge love and um, go out there into the simulation, <laughs> <laughs> find your enigma, and come back for season two. <laughs> Bye. Bye.